0: everyone, <laughs> to our last segment here on Real Presence Live. Sorry, there's a lot going on in the studio here. We are, it's awesome. My, my wife came with Romeo, which I wasn't expecting. Long story short, he was at a doctor's appointment, and it was a rough one. And so mom says, hey, when we're done, we can go see daddy at the studio. So that's where he is. And talking to some of the staff. Yeah, so I just had to run. I said, Eli, how much time we have? They said, we're, we're coming back right now. So I ran in. and So if I'm out of breath, I apologize. All right. Well, hey, I'd like to welcome Sean and Lori Kaiser here to the show. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. So full disclosure again, I know them from a uh, deaconate formation. Uh, we are aspirants. We just got last weekend was our last weekend for the first year and we made it through Sean, right? Uh, one year down, four to go. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's nice
1: to have a break though. Yeah, yeah. it
0: is. It is. It, it's fun. One of the really great things to do is just kind of nice to get to, you know, all the different couples. It really is kind of neat to be able to, to do that. So. Yeah, yeah. And it's been
1: great to get to know everybody. Um, and I'm sure the wives are enjoying to
0: get to know one another as well. Yes. <laughs> That's one. Yes, exactly. When, you know, with Romeo, we, my Veronica can't always be there, but uh, it's, you know, we're, uh, we're getting there. Well, you guys have a great, great story that we want to, to share with our listeners. Let's start, though, with just kind of a little bit about growing up individually and then how you guys met. So do you want to? Go first, right. Lori, okay. Yep.
2: I grew up in Bismarck. I'm mm-hmm. um, graduated from Century High School and then I went to went to college at Jamestown College. Well it's not Jamestown College it's, it's anymore. It's UJ now, right? Yes, I have a hard time <laughs> saying that, but yes, it is. And um was just ready to graduate in a couple months and ran into this guy on campus. So that's where we
1: met. And your world changed forever, huh? It
2: did.
0: <laughs> Sean, what about you?
1: Yeah, I actually am from Kansas. Um I was You got your
0: KU stuff on, right? Yeah, now, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I was
1: born in Lawrence. I you cut me, I, I bleed blue and red. So <laughs> um yeah, a big KU fan. Um when I was sixteen my, my, my dad got an opportunity for a new job out in southwestern Kansas and uh and so we moved out there on just a, a small town. Um Always had a love for basketball. I was fortunate enough that I got a scholarship to a local junior college. Played there for a couple <coughs> years, and then um, got recruited from Jamestown College. Uh, went up for a visit. Uh, you know, it's like this is a thousand miles from home. Mm-hmm. I need to go. Wow. <laughs> yeah, so I came up and uh, actually moved that semester. So the the spring semester, and and like Lori said, we just. We bumped into one another a, a couple months from her graduation, mm-hmm. and yeah, it, we stayed together through it all. It was that's a, wonderful. It was a it was a beautiful
0: relationship. Sure. Yeah. Now, Southwestern Kansas—that's got to be pretty remote and rural out there, isn't it? It is
1: very remote and rural. You know, I. It, was raised kind of in the Kansas City area, you mm-hmm. know, which we're oh, wow. talking, you know, 1.5 million people. Mm-hmm. And then I moved to a town of 3,500. Right, exactly. And so, we were the big town. Okay, I suppose. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah.
0: So, so the move to Jamestown was kind of a step up in the the population again. It, huh?
1: it, yeah, it was. Yeah, a uh, much bigger town. Um, yeah, and, you, you know, when you're in college, you're just. You're, yeah, the you, campus. Yeah, that's yeah. just it. Exactly. Yeah.
0: So speaking of which, she was playing volleyball, if I remember it, and you were playing basketball, right? Correct, yeah. Yeah, isn't mm-hmm. that something? Well, that's wonderful. So how did you actually, do you remember the actual first meeting? or?
1: Yeah, um, yeah I just, uh, there was a, a get-together, we'll call it a get-together, <laughs> sure, at uh, <laughs> uh, um, a, uh, some friend's house, and, sure. I, and I, w- I was over there, and she just got off of work and came in, and we just started talking. <laughs> that's wonderful. Yeah. That's great.
0: So then, you guys got married a few years later. Then I assume, right? And
1: yeah, after I graduated, um, 91, 1991, okay. So we're coming up on our thirtieth this year. Yeah. Oh,
0: that's right. Congratulations! Yeah. I know it's like Lori goes, "Really? I guess it is thirty. Thirty years of wedded bliss." See, yeah. my wife and I are coming up on ten years this year. So, oh, congratulations! Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. She still loves me. She says so. Yeah. <laughs> she must. Oh, anyway. So this is good. But so, and you have four children now. Two just well, one you just had a graduation party last week so we have one graduating and one that's going to be a senior right correct okay yep. and, and then, and then and two two grown
2: yes yeah one and one grandbaby
0: <gasps> isn't that nice yeah. you, you smile that's that's yeah. a huge <laughs> smile the grandbabies are great aren't they that's wonderful so let's talk a little bit about uh, so you get married and then you, you stick around here is that right and then um you know we we
1: actually moved to colorado for about a year and mm-hmm. a half and mm-hmm. I, <laughs> I had an opportunity I couldn't turn down. It was actually a PhD project at NDSU. Mm-hmm. Um, that was an awkward phone call when I told Loria that I got that offer because she'd already moved to Colorado. And- oh, <laughs> and he was
2: coming. Yeah, but he, yeah. yeah. So we lived apart for for several months. He would be back here mm-hmm. in the summertime, and then do his studying and paper writing during sure. the winter and another challenge but we got through it
0: exactly
1: and and two opportunities came up for us in fargo Mm -hmm. one at ndsu and then a a local bank in town for lori and we just and you know it was nice because we got to see a different culture and we we just realized you know what we want to raise our kids in fargo Mm -hmm. um it's just a, a great community
0: um we want them to be north dakota and so we we were fortunate to get back exactly good that's wonderful she talked about that challenge of being apart which you know obviously is a challenge but you guys have had several more challenges that god has given why don't you relate to our listeners uh one of those challenges there, lori
2: yeah um so just recently um this past fall i was diagnosed with breast cancer and this was the the second time that we've gone through this um about 12 years ago we went through our first first bout with it and made it through and um and then this fall, again, I was diagnosed almost the exact same scenario as the first time. Um, so, yeah, it was...
0: It must have been, I'm guessing, for both young children at the time of the first one, I assume. Talk about that a little bit. That must have been a... For you, Sean, I mean, I think I'm thinking of a guy, if, if I'm married, I have a young kids, and my wife has breast cancer, I'm going, okay, what's going on here?
1: Right, you know, and, and you know, you hear the word cancer, mm-hmm. I mean, there's, there's all kinds of thoughts that come, um, into your head and, and, and of course of being the father and, 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 um, Lori having the cancer. I mean, you you can't help but think oh, you know, I've got these four kids, like, Mm -hmm. can I do this alone? You know, and, and, uh, you, you know, it, as we learned, um, from the doctors, we, we knew it was, is going to be beaten. There was no, um, no thought otherwise, but it also taught us I think a lot to um, just just turn our lives over to God I mean we really um, became closer through mm-hmm. that whole
0: process yeah, so true so many times right when these challenges there's you usually don't stay where you're at when there's challenges you either go further apart right mm-hmm. or you go closer together and you hit the nail in the head of things Sean because turning it over to God that's the key to growing closer together right because I think about me and Veronica, even in our, you know, it's a great marriage, but it's not perfect, you know? And when you have those troubled times, when you go into yourself, selfishness or away from God, that's when you tend to drift apart. But it's, it's great to see that that brought you closer together. Uh, that's wonderful. So what, what were your thoughts when, when, even though you knew it was going to be beaten, it's still, it it, 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 takes time, it takes effort and it, it, it drains you, doesn't it? Yeah.
2: Um, yeah you start to think about what you're going to miss mm, with your kids. Interesting. And um, especially because they were quite young. Sure. Um, but like Sean said, as we learn more and more about it, you know, initially you've got this like, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. how are we going to get through this? But as you learn more and more about it, it's you just realize you just have to take things one step at a time, do what the doctors tell you to do, and um, accept the help from those that want to mm. help you. Because that was probably one of the hardest things for me was to... I can do this myself. I'm going to do this myself, and people want to help you. Mm-hmm. And to let them do that is was um, one of my biggest challenges, but rewarding too. Once you did let right. people into your life and and let them help you,
0: you know that's such a good point. You know, humbling yourself to let people do it. I you know, college athlete, college athlete, college coach. We know I can do this. I mean, and there's something great about having that determination, right? But as you mentioned, that's it's wonderful and rewarding when you allow others to help you that, that, that want to help you. I'm guessing your kids, they, they must have been a little scared at first, right? Not knowing what's going on, you know, as, even though you're reassuring them.
1: Yeah, I think especially the older ones, the younger ones were, you know, they didn't really just, understand. Didn't really yeah. understand, yeah. Um, and, and probably our, our oldest daughter, probably the most. Um, and she was going through quite a bit at the time, too. Um, a lot of changes in her life. So, yeah, um, there there was... Yeah, some suffering there as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Is this time, were you guys living out in the, in the country at
0: this time now, if I remember right?
1: Correct, yeah. We were living south of Castleton. Okay. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah, nice five-acre spread. Yeah, it was, it was Very beautiful. Nice. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah. You, you talk about that. Let, let's maybe touch on this a little bit before the break about the, the idea of building virtue, you know, because holy habits, i like to call them, right? You know, I mean, you saw some things going on in your family, Sean, and you thought, ah, oh, maybe that's quite not, maybe not quite the best thing for what my family
1: yeah exactly you know we, we were talking about our children and um you know we we were we were teaching a certain moral code based on the Catholic faith at home you <laughs> know figure yeah and and when um you know they were bringing that to school you know in a in a public school system, and the 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 support mechanism wasn't mm-hmm. there for them, and they were really struggling with that and again i'll I'll point to our oldest daughter, which um she really struggled with the faith because none of her friends, you know, were Catholic or, or seeing the the same things taught at their house, mm-hmm. and uh, and so Lori and I really talked about it a lot and and prayed about it a lot, and we started mentioning, you know, maybe we should go in and, and get our kids into the Catholic school system, and then our oldest son kind of volunteered. <laughs> <laughs> Justin said and he goes why can't I go right and and um in 8th grade we brought him in and mm-hmm. I, I we were just driving him in every day and we saw a lot of good changes in him and just uh, he he was talking openly about the faith mm-hmm. and and about uh different virtues mm-hmm. and, and in fact they at at the time in the 8th grade they they were Teaching these young men these virtues, wow. and, and, I mean, it was it was it was part of the uh, of what they did every day, and then he would bring back. You know, it, it was it was it was great to watch because he would, you know, somebody would come to our house, for example, and he would go up to him, look him in the eye, shake their, hand, you know, just simple things <laughs> like yeah. that. And this is what he was learning at the Catholic mm-hmm. school, and so uh, it was it it, it was a.
0: After that, it was it was like okay, we're we're moving in, you know, we're going to do this. Sure, that makes sense. M- must have been very, I guess, eye opening and rewarding, as Sean is saying, for you to see what what great that that Catholic education, the different environment, had on your son.
2: Oh yeah, yep. He um <clears throat> he really embraced it and he loved it there and and um we did decide then to move into Fargo and it was it was a hard decision because mm-hmm. we loved our St. Leo's Parish out in Castleton mm-hmm. and. We had lots of friends out there, and but we just felt like that was the exactly. best thing for our younger kids exactly. as well, to yep. transition And Sean
0: and Lori have a neat story about that move into Fargo, and we'll continue with that and their journey through the to the diaconate. You're listening to Real Presence Live, and we'll be back right after this.
2: to Holy Cross Catholic Church in Ipswich on Saturday, May 22nd and experience the treasures of the church. Over 150 sacred relics of the saints will be available for prayer and veneration. Father Carlos Martins for the Companions of the Cross will give a teaching on the church's use of relics that is a scriptural, devotional, and leads to a renewal of the Catholic faith for many people. Saturday, May 22nd at 3.30 p.m. at Holy Cross in Ipswich. Visit holycrossipswich.org for more information.
1: you're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our
0: local area, heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back, everyone, to our last segment here. Tim Moser, your host, talking with Sean and Lori Kaiser about how God has brought them and their family closer together through struggles and uh, the life of virtue. Uh, they met in Jamestown at the UJ, James, I guess it was Jamestown College back then. I got married, four children, were living out in the country. Lori got breast cancer. It really brought them closer together. And then they realized that the Catholic faith they were teaching at home wasn't necessarily being supported where the public school they were going to. Found out about the Catholic schools and said, you know what? As much as we love it out here in the rural area, we need to make the move to Fargo. All right? Sean, why don't you continue your story? Go ahead.
1: Yeah, um yeah, it was it was kind of interesting. Again, we 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 did pray together a lot about this and we just kind of turned it all over to God. And uh and so we knew we were going to make the move. I mean, we we made the decision. Yeah. Well, of course, we needed to sell our house yeah. and uh it didn't make any sense first of all to live um we both, you know, out in Castle, we both worked in Fargo. The kids were all going to be in Catholic school. And so um you know, we needed to sell our house, and we needed to find a house. Right, and so um, we had a, a a friend that was a realtor, and she goes, "You know, I know a couple that are is is looking for a house." Mm-hmm. And so they, uh, she brought the the family out, and yeah, they they liked it. They they wanted a house, and you know what, they had to sell their house too. <laughs> So what we ended up doing is just changing houses. Really? Yeah, yeah. And uh, it's 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 great. I, I still, um, I think we, I think you still talk to her occasionally. Um,
2: yep. She keeps me posted on the cats and
1: okay, <laughs> nice
2: different trees and things like that out there.
1: Yeah, and then I. I um, I actually have a, a boat, a fishing boat that I'll store out okay. out there every every sure. year. So, nice. yeah, I, I talk to him as well. So, yeah, we've been keeping in touch ever since the move. So. That's great. That's great.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, Lori's cancer hasn't been the only challenge in your life. You also have a sister and brother-in-law that had quite a story about that. Why don't you share a little bit about yeah. that, Sean?
1: Yeah, my, my sister, who's, who's kind of my hero, mm-hmm. um, has been a very good mentor to me throughout my life. Um, She's, she's my oldest sister she's six years older uh, she's been through um, quite a th- a bit um, in her life um, some some losses and she uh, she got married um, to I, I think I'd mentioned to you he he was he was Kansas City's ultra marathoner. marathon yeah. yeah I mean mm-hmm. he was I mean he was running all these big marathons across the country and he he was uh, he, he was pretty neat guy and in fact i would say out of all the families that we deal with both on her side and and my side this we we went on family vacations with these um with the sister and so we were very close Mm -hmm. and uh, they were unable to have kids so they ended up adopting they adopted four like bam bam bam. wow yeah (laughs) and uh and then it got to a point where he he was kind of starting to feel bad and um they they looked into it and he he had a rare form of cancer and it had moved into his palate and his sinuses. And, um, yeah, anyway, you know, long story short, it ended up, um, taking his life. Mm -hmm. And towards the end, um, I had actually thought about, you know, what, what can I do to inspire them, Mm -hmm. you know, or, or, you know, help him, you know, kind of not think about his place. So I, I called him up. I said, "You know, I'd like to run a marathon." And the first thing he did was just laugh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. You do. <laughs> and, and so I asked him for pointers. And uh, anyway, I, I tried to start running. And while he was alive, I could not do it. I kept injuring myself. I just I couldn't do it. And then and then he passed away. And then running became very easy. And uh, I I. I eventually was got up to a half marathon and ran in Fargo. And then I made the decision that I was going to run the Kansas city marathon and that'd be the next fall. Well, again, he just passed away and, uh, my sister was going through all kinds of grief and I thought, okay, I'll be an inspiration to her and the kids. Sure. And so I went down, ran the Kansas city marathon and, um, you know, they, they were in gr- they were grieving. Yeah. And, and I, I, you know, I was, I was like, you know, I came down here to do this for you guys, mm-hmm. and you know, they 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 weren't paying attention. They didn't care, right. you know. And 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 actually, I mean, it, this is one of those times that Christ really spoke to me. And He's like, "Okay, you you did your thing. Now let me take mm-hmm. over." You know, and mm-hmm. I, and and at that point, I was like, "Okay, you know, what's really important is God's will." Yeah. And I was like, "Okay, what's your will for me then, God?" Mm-hmm. And I. Yeah. And, yeah. and, uh, I just kept, I, I mean, I, I was getting to the point of begging. Of, mm-hmm. You know, I know this is important, that I do your will. What is it? Mm-hmm. And I, I remember being out on a long run one day, and this thought came to me. And it, well, I know it wasn't for me, because I would have never thought that. Okay, yeah. Yeah, you should become a deacon. Mm. I was like, what? Are you sure that's what you want me to be? <laughs> and yeah, I want, you, I want you to become a deacon and uh I was like okay god you know i'm slow um mm-hmm. i'm i'm hard headed you got you really got to give me some kind of sign i know you you know you said to believe but you no know, you you got to give me some kind give of sign give me the Gideon treatment show me it, again it, and again yeah right? <laughs> yeah exactly and uh so it it, it was amazing cuz i had had i was going to frequent con- confession mm-hmm. just trying to again keep myself as pure and open as possible and i had gone to confession and at the end of the confession, this, this this priest said, "You know, I don't know why I'm supposed to ask you this, but the the Holy Spirit put this on me. Have you ever thought of becoming a deacon?" Hmm. Wow! <laughs> <laughs> okay, Lord. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And so, and you know, that was that was probably about 12 years ago or so. I don't know. And so we we actually started the process mm-hmm. um, um, 12 years ago. That going through education for parish services. And again, all this all this kind of was occurring at the same time, Lori's cancer. Mm-hmm. I mean, God was just really Moving in our lives, mm-hmm. and it mm-hmm. was it was pretty amazing. I mean, a lot of consolation at that time.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think. Well, I'm sorry, Lori. Go ahead. You're going to say something. Okay. Sorry about that. She was just breathing. She's admiring her husband. As, <laughs> as I'm watching you tell a story, that I can just see you, just, you. know, going through this together has brought you so close together, and turning our life to God—that's the key. And if there's one thing we want to leave our listeners with, it's what is your will for me? You know. And you t- you said it perfectly, Sean. And so ups and downs of of, of life, any life—married, single, priesthood—right? There's all always these ups and downs but when we turn it to god you know that, that that's where the peace is that's where the consolation is that that's amazing and and now of course and, and building that life of virtue now I, I think you said your oldest daughter was having trouble uh, with it now is, is really kind of interested in what the catholic church has to say huh
2: i think she's working her way okay back to learning more she's mm-hmm. like i said we have a grandbaby she's yeah. Kind of looking into the Catholic school system to see what sure. that might have to offer, having to make decisions for her family. Exactly, so. exactly.
0: Well, Sean and Lori, that's a great story. I, I want to thank you for sharing with our listeners. Uh, and, and thanks, August, for saying yes to God. I mean, that's the biggest thing, right? Just keep saying yes to God. Build those holy habits of virtue. And I look forward to seeing you at the diaconate in the fall again. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, thanks so much. We appreciate it. That's Sean and Lori DeKaiser. All right. Eli. It's your turn. We've had a fun, fun little show. What do we have coming up in future shows? Yeah, thanks, Tim. It has been a good show. A lot of good guests,
4: a lot of interesting stuff. And we've got another great show coming up tomorrow morning, 9 to 11 a.m. Central, hosted by Monsignor Patrick Schumacher, coming to you from Corpus Christi Church in Bismarck, North Dakota. He'll start off the show with Dr. Megan Schneider and Mike Raber from the University of Mary. They'll talk about health care at its best. Then Steve Ray will join us to tell us more about the history of our church. And Jeff Case will talk about a citywide procession. Plus, at 10.30, you'll want to tune in as Monsignor Schumacher will start talking about what goes into the ordination and installation of a bishop, and that'll lead right into our special live coverage of the ordination and installation of Bishop Dana Fulton for the Diocese of Duluth, starting right at 11 a.m. Central. All that and a whole lot more is coming up tomorrow.
0: Right wow, to you. that's pretty amazing. That's great. That's great. So you're going to be uh, you're going to be present here most of the week producing? Is that kind of... Yep, I'll be here.
4: Um and then we've got uh Janelle uh, will be in uh, in Duluth tomorrow, uh setting up and getting us all connected up for Wonderful. the uh, Taken that uh, the feed from the church for the ordination.
0: So. One of the big things over the twenty years that have happened here, obviously, the twenty years of radio presence radio was the logistics, right? I mean, we just, just have the one studio up in Grand Forks, and we had you know one down in Fargo, and now you got what a couple dozen signals. You you got to travel a lot and coordinate a lot, don't you? Yeah, we've got uh, it's in the high twenties for signal count. Um,
4: I want to say it's twenty seven, twenty eight, somewhere okay. around there. Uh, but then, yeah, with uh, the advent of technology, being able to do the show from pretty much anywhere, we can get an, uh, an Internet connection, which is pretty great.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Technology has really helped. Well, I'd like to thank everyone who's on the show today. I'd like to thank Christina Laur. Remember her book, Candles, Greatest Feast. And, of course, Catholic Charities, Chris Haycraft and Chad Prasowski. And, of course, Tanya Watrude, talking about those memories from 20 years and, yes, I don't know if you guys heard, we used to go out in high school. As we were 40 miles apart. But, yeah, it was a lot of fun. We went to proms together and everything. It was a lot of fun. And then Sean and Lori DeKaiser, sharing your story. Thanks again for doing that. We appreciate it. All right. Well, we thank you again. And we just ask you to keep saying yes to God. This is Tim Moser saying we will catch you next time. God bless you.